Hello and welcome to the 84th episode of the Whispers in the Dark podcast. I am your host, CJ Melendez. And with me is Zev, after a long, long time. Hi! Zev has come back. And, as well as Zev, is Zach. Hello! Zach is here, finally. Yes. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, and Mackenzie. Hi, Mackenzie! Uh, it's your second episode. Yeah, like number two. These are residential Canadians. So, hey, gotta so, have at least one for diversity's sake. Yeah, that's true. We started later than usual, and Zev was yelling at Zach, and we're starting now, finally. It's all right. Zach's pretty fault. It is his pretty fault. There was a horrible accident. You, yeah. Yeah. you should have just opened the window, looked at it, and pocketed your oh. lips and fix it. Oh, is that how that works? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, just look it at it. It would have poofed out of existence. Somebody like, probably died today, and you're mad at me, <laughs> mad at me for being late. Well, yeah, it's people your fault. A, a little people die. People fault. die every day. You could have fixed it. Like, two people died while we're having this conversation. Yeah, you're right. You're going to die while we're having this conversation. Probably. <laughs> one day, probably. This this will be the, the bane of my existence one day. Keep yep. You're going to choke on something. Probably. I was just like, <laughs> I'm oh, I'm going to... You choke on your Toblerone. But this is it's a new episode, and um, it's been two weeks since the last one. So what have you guys been up to? Somebody's in to town on Toblerone. Zev is eating his Toblerone. Who wants to go first with things they've done? Uh, okay. I've basically just been... I, w- I So after the last episode, I've been replaying Clock Tower, the first one. Ooh. Uh, because that's a really freaking good game. And pretty relevant to some topics we have. It's pretty relevant, yeah. Uh, I still really like the... like. <laughs> someone once told me that this husband looks like Angus Young, and I can't unsee that now. Which <laughs> makes basically Young. every... It makes mm-hmm. basically every single chase scene a thousand times more hilarious. I think it's just Angus Young in the schoolboy uniform chasing after you with a giant pair of hedge clippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other than that, I've been really deep into Persona Q. Um, almost beat the game, hoping to do that this weekend, hopefully. I and uh, other than that, yeah, I've seen a few movies, but nothing of note. So, hmm. any movies? Uh, well, I rewatched Bloodsport. That's still a good movie. Uh, which one is... I think I'm a, I always get that one and Lionheart confused together. The really, really dumb Jean-Claude Van Damme one. Yeah, that's why I get them confused together. I Lion- want one. Not specific at all. No, because Lionheart's also a dumb Jean-Claude Van Damme film where he fights people. And I just can't remember which one's which. I really wanted to rewatch the Street Fighter movie, because that movie's Ooh. so dumb, it's amazing. But they didn't have it on Netflix, and they recommended Bloodsport, and so I was like, okay, okay, I'll watch it again. That reminds me, there was another Street Fighter film, and that, people forgot about that one fairly quickly. It was the one what, with the Chun uh, one? Yeah, with the actress from uh, Smallville. That's her name. Yeah, the, yeah. She the, was like, "I'm Chun Li," and that's the basis of this movie. The one where M Bison was an Irish businessman. Oh, I had no idea. Did she at least yeah, have my, like the fucking monster thighs? That they did she work around no, to get prosthetics? She, she fought. She fought with a staff and fired Hadokens, which were they were very specifically called the uh, key balls instead of Hadokens. Yep. What, really? Was, why, yeah, even, like, why even base it on anything if you're not going to keep the... Oh, my God. I'm, I'm very convinced the movie started out as a completely, like, non-licensed movie. Because the only thing even slightly Street Fighter related in the entire movie is Vega, who isn't even like Vega in the games. Like, he's a he's a really ugly dude who wears a mask to cover up how ugly he is rather than how pretty he is. <sighs> he was like, played by Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas. Was he is, really? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. It was Taboo from Black Eyed Peas as Vega. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very convinced that the movie started out as like a completely unrelated movie to Street Fighter, and they're just like, hey, we can make a buck off of this, and then slap the Street Fighter name on there. 
Because, I'm like, why, oh, why else would you have M. Bison be an Irish businessman? M. Bison was played by Neil McDonough? I don't know who this man is. I he was on uh, Desperate Housewives, just oh. in case you guys want to know. Yeah, yeah, that's good, in, useful information. And Michael Clark Duncan was Balrog. Oh, I miss him. He was great. Don't you guys oh, miss hey. Michael Clark Duncan? Oh, I do. He's great. I miss his voice. Yeah. It's a shame. He actually, uh, something I read about, if you check the uh, Saints Row 4 credits, he's actually listed because he did record his lines for the game, but not quite all of them, so they replaced him with Terry Crews. Oh, yeah, he played, uh, he played the leader of the... Oh, what was it called? Um, Camera character's name. Something motherfucking something. I just remember that was his middle... It was Jones, right? Something like that? Oh, man, I forgot. Benjamin yeah. motherfucking King. There we That's go. That's it, yeah. The, the leader of the Kingsmen. Yeah, that was that was cool. The, wait, the plot of this movie is terrible. Chun-Li moves from San Francisco to Hong Kong with her family. While practicing to be a concert pianist... She learns Wu Shu from her father, Zhang, a businessman. For a while, oh. her life is perfect until one night, Zhang is attacked and abducted by M. Bison's henchman in front of Chun-Li. Is this Shenmue 3? <laughs> what? Perfect. <laughs> this is Shenmue reboot. Yeah, Shen- Shenmue-, Shenmue 3 is like frog practice. You just never know what it's going to be. <laughs> it's, just, it's always a new story. It's like it's American a Horror Story. story. Yeah. It's, my dad got killed by a martial artist. No! So for, to recap, in Legend of Chun-Li, Chun-Li is not a cop. Her father is also not a cop. She is American and not Chinese. M. Bison's Irish. Vega's ugly. And she throws Hadoukens. <laughs> it's exactly accurate. It's the most faithful video to movie adaptation of all time. Oh, and according to the information I've just posted, the budget was $50 million, and the box office take was $12, 12. million. <laughs> Worldwide? Sure it must have taken all the money and spent it on Huggers and Blow, because I can't figure out why what else they'd spend it on. What a dumb movie. But anyway, anyone else see or play anything recently since the last um, episode? I'm actually making a game right now. Oh. Yeah. Well, two what, games, actually. What you doing? Um, I'm doing one that's a twine game. I remember I told you about that mm-hmm, based yeah. on my, my work and the creepy things that happen there sometimes. Yeah. And then the other thing is a, a board game slash trading card game type of thing for a class that I'm in. Oh. So I'll be famous soon, and you guys will know me. Super and famous okay. indie developer. Famous guy. Yeah. Yeah, You'll be the next Notch. He's going to be a model. Hold up. Notch was not a model. <laughs> not your kind of model. But this is what he'll do. He'll be like, this is my new game. And he just turns around. And it could three. be a bad game. It'll still get like 11 out of 10. <laughs> oh, that collusion is like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, well, you, journalist. You can't, you can't match Notch's fame unless you bid Beyonce and Jay-Z for a Mega Mansion. That's true. What, um, what? I also started playing Danganronpa. Hey. Yeah, yeah, boy. He finally and I'm on joined the cult. now, so I'm pretty sure I'm close to the end. Yeah, I think. Should be. Yeah, yeah, it's really good so far. Um, the only murder I was able to call was the third one. All I say is Robo Justice. You, I you that get the out. first one with the with the letters. Oh yeah, yeah I did. Oh, okay, yeah, I was gonna say that was like the most obvious one, but that was because the translation just made it easier. Because in Japan, yeah. we're like, well, I don't really know those characters too well. Over yeah, here, that, it's like, oh, I got that one, and then Robo Justice, and everything else was like. I'm always like, oh, I think I get it, and then they're like, no, you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm oh like, yeah, oh, really right. good stuff. I just, I saw someone tweet an image at you, and I was like, oh my god, don't do that, don't do that. Wasn't it the? Uh, no, don't even think stupid. about it. Don't even think about it. You might, I don't want to specify which one it is. People just send you stuff yeah. when they talk about Danganronpa, and it's kind of amazing. Like, even though the game's really recent in North America, how little people care about spoiling the game for others. Yeah, it's did, annoying. Did somebody like, spoil something for me? 
technically like, no, a but song, like... but don't don't look it up. I well, I I, when... I thought it was the indie indie movie thing or the indie. No, good, you don't know, so just ignore okay. it. <laughs> yeah, when I was playing through the game for the first time, I was on a forum about Persona, looking oh, up posts about Persona, and someone just posted the name of the mastermind out of the blue, just like right there. Fucking jerks! I can't stand spoilers. Like every time, this is something that happens all the time on the show. Like we're like, hey Whitney, you should play this. Oh, that was spoiled for me on Tumblr. I'm like, oh my god, what's wrong with yeah. people? Wrong with Tumblr. So, Tumblr. After, after getting the first game spoiled for me, I was so paranoid about the second game that I just completely left the internet. Like if you look at my my history online, I'm completely absent from between September second and September fifth when I was playing the game. <laughs> yeah, I was I was really careful about it. I even saw like things online. I'm like, oh no, is is the bad guy gonna be uh, this person now? Because I saw some. It's just it, I was completely wrong. Thankfully, it just it seems like a trend that a lot of people like to do mm-hmm. and draw. So it's I'm pretty not sure that's real. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, something was spoiled for me like half a year ago, but I forgot what it was. Good, so. good. You, well, you definitely won't forget because <laughs> they're just anime faces to you. Yeah, exactly. You know? You're not playing the game. You're like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah, it took oh, me like totally a good. That took me like a good ten hours to remember names. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you're, you're okay. And then once you get into of, it, you know who they are forever. I want to play. Of, <laughs> you should. Worst part of the game is Mondo's hair. Oh my god! Hey, it hey, looks like up. a corn on the cob. <laughs> it does. It does bother me. Worst thing in the world. It's I the hate it hair so much. The thing you'll ever see. No, I, I can't like. He's I can't a cool guy, it. but the hair was just like so. It's like I'm pretty sure I have like a phobia when it comes to his looking at his hair and the texture of like little bubbles. I'm like, it grosses me out. Yeah. <laughs> his hair is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your entire life. It's like, what did you was... style this with? Uh, Mondo I don't know, but I can, I can tell you from cosplaying as him, the, the wig was a pain and a half to make. I can imagine. <laughs> Just get to buy a cauliflower. That'd be good enough. It basically, <laughs> I, I had to buy two different wigs and stitch them together and stuff them. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was kind of a massive pain. Any movies, Zach? Um, no, but I went to the... You, have you heard of that Bodies exhibit, where it's all, like, yes. real? It's all that. Oh, they have Just that? actually. I didn't know they had that on the West Coast as well. Yeah, it was half of that and half the Titanic. Huh? Yeah, it does. So I saw a Titanic exhibit as well, and that one was really cool, uh, pretty cool. But then with the Bodies thing, I just kept thinking of Killing Floor, because they have their new meat system, where it slices people in the... Or it slices the enemies into little chunks. Oh. And so I kept thinking of the, the meat system the entire time. Hmm. That just made me want to play Killing Floor. Alright, so I guess I'll go next real quick. Um, I haven't really seen any movies lately. Oh god, Mondos. And Chihiro's. Uh, so I saw The Maze Runner. Nothing amazing to talk about. I might read the book. It's, I rather. It seems like something you definitely want to read the book for. I guess um, it's not a Maze Runner. Oh, uh, And let's see. I've been playing a lot of games for review. I guess we'll address those later. Resi, Resi Remaster, Get Out of Hell, and H1Z1. Yeah. Quality games there. Yeah, three games. Um, I uh, wasn't sure. I, I'm not sure if I really want to review Dying Light, so we'll see if we get I, a code. I'll, I'll take it. There you go. I'll take it. Hopefully they send us multiple so we can actually play together. Like, ah, run, Zach, run! Is it full co-op? I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be four-player co-op. So let's hope that happens. Um, so yeah, not much on the media front. What about you, Zeph? Have you watched any movies? I've already forgot the name of the damn movie I was you telling you You said you watched was. Mordecai. That, well, that one, I'll never Why? remember what it is. <laughs> what are you so, doing with your life? I'm so, my friends or my coworkers were like, hey, let's go to the movies. At first I said people. no. And then they were like, let's either see American Sniper I would rather Mordecai. see a propaganda film than that. I didn't pick, though. I was like, I don't care. I don't know anything about either. And they are like, Johnny Depp. I was like, cool. That movie had no plot. I can't spoil it for you because there was no plot. It just 
a shittier Pink Panther from what I've read. It was, it was, it was just Johnny Depp running around making faces. Ooh, ah. and, but, um, but, but you have to, he like, he said that he just does things that are good for his kids to watch, and he just does it for the paycheck, so he doesn't really care. But then Obi Wan was running around too the whole damn movie with him. Yeah, I had a pretty star-studded cast. Despite and then the Olivia Munn came out of nowhere, and I was like, Wait, what's like, going on? Obi-Wan isn't like Ewan McDonald, but Obi-Wan? Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Guy, yeah. yeah, he was uh, a cop in the movie. He's making a comeback. He was part of MI5. Oh. And I was just, what I left the he movie was... and I had no idea what was going on. He was in Star Wars, and he was in the, like, the Men of Stare Goats, and now he's not in anything. He just kind of yeah. vanished. He was also in the, the giant movie that came out a few years ago. He was in Big Fish. That was, that like, was his last 2003, though. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> right, this is what his career is now. But what about video games? Have you played any games? Oh man, I just played started playing this really great game, guys. Uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. It's oh. really good. You guys should pick it up as soon as you can. I thought that was delayed until March. I know, I know. I got early access. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I can't wait for that to actually come out though. For five for PC. Yeah. I actually started playing five just recently too. Um, I'm holding out. I haven't touched the game at all. Not I've once. only played the multiplayer. I haven't touched it. Not I once. stopped waiting. Um, I, I gotta wait. I got a Grand Theft Auto Five when it first came out for PS3, and it sat in the box for like four months, and then I played it like twice, and then said I could just be playing Saints Row Four, so I went back to playing Saints Row Four instead. Ah, uh, but they're not the same. Amen. I wish Thanks. I liked Saints Row Four more. Saints Row Four is goofy and hilarious, oh, and just I love hard. three, but four just. Oh my! See, I'm the opposite. Three just felt so mundane and just trying too hard, and then just fell flat because they gave you all this power so quickly. And you think that that'd be, it'd be worse, but four because actually legitimately gives you powers, but it's balanced so much better. Um, about that, it's no because like okay, in Saints Row Three in Saints Row Three, you can get a freaking uh, airstrike in the first thirty minutes, and then you're just like, oh, I just have all this power instantly, and there's no challenge whatsoever for the rest of the game. And then the fourth yeah, one, like, you gradually get power. It's great. So, so the game says no one man should have all that power. Exactly. It's uh, they even have that song, yeah. Yeah. Four uh, just feels like it. Feel, four feels like the one that's trying too hard, in my opinion. Just it's like trying too hard thematically, but gameplay wise, yeah. I enjoy it better. I, I, I felt I, like I, it, it was doing it on purpose, though. The trying too hard, it was all yeah. ironic. Yeah. But as long yeah, as it's balanced, that's what I prefer. It, four, I, four has a scene in which the characters quote dialogue from the original Transformers anime movie while the song "The Touch" plays. So I cannot fault it for that at all. <laughs> it also has an entire level based on "They Live" and has Keith David and Roddy Rod Piper. Cool. That was pretty up. entertaining. And so many yeah. people, I know so many people who don't understand the reference, and I'm like, I hate you. You just missed that, that makes one me, of the best That makes parts. me unbelievably sad. I know. I don't understand the references. I'm like, you just missed it, the best level in the entire game. And they're both replaying themselves, beating each other up. It's perfect. And if you have them like, in a, on the same team later, they have like incidental dialogue where they talk about each other's nightmare. Uh, and Keith Davis is his worst nightmare. I was refilming the scene where they have to do the six-minute-long fight. It's it's so good. But enough about that game. We'll talk about some Saints Row stuff soon. Um, let's see. So the first topic we're going to address is uh, three games have come out recently. And uh, what do you think we should start with? Maybe we should leave Remastered for last since it's the big one. Sure. What do you guys think? Okay, so I'm going to start with H1Z1, the Daisy competitor from Sony Online Entertainment. Zach, we played it at uh, E3. We got a look at it. Well, not really played it, but we got a look at it. Yeah. And it looked pretty good from what I saw. I thought so, too. Unfortunately, the game has come out, and it's really not that great yet. It's far more uh, buggy than I thought it would be. I remember that they stressed at E3 that it was going to be beta quality. They wanted beta quality for early access, and they even said it was going to come out, like, that summer. never did. It came out 
this month. And it's still very funky to me. Um, I haven't done my impressions yet. I'm going to try to get more familiar with it and work around the whole uh, airdrop system. But essentially, it's a map that is far, far smaller than Daisy's map. But it has support for up to hundreds of players. So there's no sense of dread. There's no tension that you're worried someone's going to be around you. Just so many people running around and all this stuff. But then there's, again, there's less. it's less likely that they'll actually have guns to fight you with. But the way this the game works is that it's not about maybe securing an area in the map and trying to get loot and being afraid that someone else might be there and kill you. Instead, the game focuses on um, airdrops, which are player purchase. This is where the free-to-play monetization comes in. Player purchase airdrops, which drop a little container, and it comes down from the sky, and everyone can see where it is. It's coming down in green smoke and everything. And then players have to contest each other to get loot inside. And that's the gist of the game, and I, I just can't get into it. It just, just doesn't work out. Have you guys seen anything on H1Z1? All I've seen is what we saw at E3, really. I haven't paid attention to it. I don't really have the time for, you know, something to sink in like that, like Daisy or H1Z1 right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, I did maybe two little streams of it, and both times I had issues finding um, loot. Mm-hmm. Whereas in DayZ, there's buildings and you find cans and stuff like that. None of that. None of that in this. It's just, it seems they fixed that, but I just can't go into it right now. But thankfully, the team seems really uh, focused on polishing the experience. The first mm-hmm. day came out, it didn't work at all. All the servers were hammered. And then when they finally people finally got access, they started to accuse uh, Sony Online Entertainment for making the game pay to win because players were able to purchase an airdrop have it spawn near them, and the server would not have like a lot of players on it, so it was just an easy care package of goodies that anyone can buy, which basically meant purchasable power. But thankfully, they're addressing all that stuff, and uh, I am going to try to have an impressions piece maybe by next week. I really want to get some time with it. But for now, I'm not really enjoying it all too much. Yeah, the only thing I've really heard about the game is in relation to the pay-to-win stuff that was going along. Uh, when, it, when it came out. Other than that, I don't really have any opinion on it because I haven't really seen anything about it. Mm. All right. well, what they have is a, they have an event that's supposed to be called Battle Royale. I've been waiting to get into it cause sometimes you have to wait for the server to appear or you have to sit in a queue waiting to join the server, which is something really disappointing. And I think it's literally just PvP on the whole map and the last person who alive wins. And that can be interesting. But outside of the of that mode, I don't, I'm not really... I'm not really rem- enjoying it. That reminds me of a Contagion when we used to play. Yeah, I need to play that some more. That was really fun. Yeah. Was fun yeah. More people need it. More people need it. Um, so that's all I can really say in H1Z1. I mean, mm-hmm. I want to like it, but the whole beta quality thing, I don't think that's true right now. A lot of functionality. I mean, they got a lot of mechanics. You can do some simple base building. But even the zombies are at a point where they're not much better than Daisy zombies. At least when Daisy zombies move around and find me unfairly, I can see them running. In H1Z1, I had zombies teleporting, and I can watch them teleport, and that was not fun. I don't know. It sounds like early access to me, though. Yeah, yeah but they probably... That's the point. That's the point of an early access. I know. But, like, it's like when, you, when you've when you got really, really solid early access games, like Broforce, which basically released yeah. an early access in a finished state, it's not really an excuse to have really unpolished early access games. Yeah, and the fact that they promised something that was beta quality, and they, they did delay it for several months from early access, made me feel like, oh, this is going to be a really good, polished experience. Maybe a few little funky parts, but it's just it's just not there yet. 
I bet you feel pretty stupid now, huh? Uh, well, I'm not the one who came up with the whole beta thing. <laughs> that was them. If Duke Nukem Forever has taught us anything, it means that just because the game is delayed a lot doesn't mean it'll be good when it comes out. <laughs> yeah. That game was great. Uh, that was the struggle to finish. It was great if you were, like, 12. I never played it. I was just... Oh, I went through the line. line. Is it forever? Yeah. Yeah, that game was interesting. Alright, so the next game that released recently was Saints Row Get Out of Hell. Anyone else here play it besides me? I bought it, but I haven't played it yet. I don't haven't really had time this week. Oh, you can you can finish it in five hours. And just so everyone knows, CJ, do you have to own the original game? To no, play this? you do not. It is a standalone piece of content. Um, if you are all observant, shortly before release, GameStop was selling it for five dollars accidentally for the entire weekend. And that's how I got it. Yep, and they honored it, which is odd considering people at Deep Silver were like, "No, they're not. That's not going to work out for you." <laughs> but it did. Um. So I'll start off since this is the game I reviewed as well. Um, it's Saints Row, but not as good as Saints Row 4. It's It feels... I don't want to say it feels soulless, but it's just lacking in so many regards. The story is interesting. It's nonsensical, and I love that they can come up with something so stupid as, oh yeah, the Saints open the portal to hell and Satan wants uh, the boss to marry his daughter. It makes no sense. That's fine. That's fine, Dandy. But then the game itself is essentially you get these people to join you on your cause fighting Satan, and then you do you do um what is it called again? Trust missions? No, loyalty missions, which amount to just doing activity after activity after activity. So I don't know. The game just becomes padded, and it's only about five hours long thanks to the padding. The main content. I don't know if you address. Do you still have powers or anything? Oh yeah, you get you get your own um, hellish theme powers, although they're just variations from Saints Row Four. And I think they do have some neat effects that weren't in 4, but outside of that, it's really... I don't know, I think you could skip it or get it for get it on the cheap like most people did with GameStop. I don't yeah. really recommend it too much. When that now. game was first announced, like I was kind of worried about it because like part of what I love so much about the Saints Row games is like the main character and how kind of like quirky they are. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that Johnny Gat's one of those characters. He's kind of like Fonzie from Happy Days. They work fine <laughs> when they're a, a side character, but as soon as they're put into the spotlight, they can't support the entire thing on their own. Yeah, that that uh, that's actually a good, uh, good thought. Because it's, I mean, I like the fact that I could do something as Gap, but he did feel kind of underdeveloped, and most of his dialogue came from collectibles you pick up. I was going to say, like, even in the older games, he had just a bunch of one-liners, or, like, he was, you know, the badass moments or whatever, and that's all he really had. Yeah, and he's, he's still essentially the same, except now he's aware of his badassness, and he knows that he just nothing can happen to him. So it's kind of like breaking the fourth wall a bit, it's just... It's it's interesting to play if you're a super fan, and I consider myself a big fan of the series. But I was going to say, are there super fans of Saints Row? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, Saints Row is pretty big. Saints Row is pretty big. Is he still voiced by Daniel D. Kim? Yes, he is. Okay. And That's cool. uh, you could also play as uh, Kinsey, Kinsey mm-hmm. Kensington. Although the game does a weird thing where it ignores her in the narrative. So if you do something as her when you're playing as her. It doesn't say that. It goes, oh, Johnny Get did this, Johnny Get did that, even if you played as her. So it's kind of neglecting her as a character. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah, I saw a lot of people upset about that, and I was like, oh, wow. I did not know that, and then I switched back to her, and I was like, oh, wow, it really it really was that bad. So, if, in short, pick it up when it's on sale. It's fun, but disappointing. Okay, I'm talking a lot, so at least the next game... We could all talk about because it's the best thing ever. 
You know what it is? You know what it is? You know what it is? What is it? What is it? Um, if I go look at my notes, I might. It is <laughs> a game about residents and evil. I love the evil within. I didn't finish it yet, though. You started it? No, I don't oh. even own it. <laughs> it's 20 bucks on Steam <laughs> right now, actually. I saw, but I bought Remaster instead. That's good. Oh, you're talking about that, that, the Japanese game Bioslime, right? Bioslime. <laughs> yeah, Bioslime Remastered HD Edition. That Bio- is Bioslime. Yep, the game that we've wanted for so many years. Yeah, Super Bioslime Remastered HD Edition Arcade version. Hyper Turbo. Alpha oh. Turbo. <laughs> Alpha EX. That would be amazing if they did do like a free update to add that to this game. It's like, oh yeah, now you can play as anything you want. Just run around as tofu. Anyway, Resident Evil is finally out. The remaster is awesome. So, so, so good. I saw some people upset about, oh, the PS4 version is not 60 FPS, blah, blah, blah. The PC version has problems with some graphics card. I had no problems whatsoever. It runs amazingly. It looks great most of the time, and some textures are still low, but we finally have it. What are you running with? What do you guys say? I said, what graphics card have you been using? Just so everyone knows. Oh, my uh, AMD Radeon 7970. There it's we go. not. The game is running pretty well, so. Yeah, I don't need a super crazy good card to run it. Of course, it's a game from 2002, GameCube era, but it looks very good for what it is. I think some people have said that they could have done a better job with some of the backgrounds. I mean, sure they could have redone. They could have well, redone it all. Look what company we're talking about, though. I mean. And it, yeah, exactly. A remaster is a cheap job, and for what they did, they they delivered 20 bucks. Not bad. It's it's a great game. It's a great game. Has anyone else played it? I feel like I'm ranting here about all the games I played. No one's played it. I haven't. Unfortunately, I haven't had the money to to buy it yet. And I'm on a pretty tight budget right now. But I've been obsessively pouring over videos of it just so I can kind of recapture the magic almost. And it does look it does look very visually impressive. I'm really excited to dive into it again. I'll probably get to do that next week or so. I'm looking forward to starting it up just because I never played on the GameCube. So what? I'm coming from director's cut. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's gonna be so. <laughs> I have. I had never finished this game until now, and it was it was an experience. Did you play Jill or Chris? Jill, Jill first. Always Jill first. Yeah. Did the Jill first zombie scare you still, like when you were a kid? Oh yeah, thank you for reminding me because that's a story. I've probably said it on this show though before. You um, probably have many times. Yeah, I probably have. Anyway, I, I tribute, I credit remaster, well not remaster, Resident Evil 2002 as the game that made me immune to most horror games, whereas nothing just scares me anymore. And it's all because of the first scene with the zombie. Uh, when I was 12, 11, whatever age, I don't want to do the math, I got to the first zombie, it turned around, it scared the hell out of me. I turned the game off, put it back in the box, put the box in the living room, away from my room, and never touched it again. And I had nightmares for about two months. And that is why I'm here today, playing and talking about horror games, because this game broke me so many years ago. Yeah, for, for me, it was the dog. Oh, dog is the moment that, that scared the piss out of me. Because it's so good, because they psychologically train you to go through that hallway, like, a couple times. Oh, yeah. And you just don't expect anything scared to happen. And, like, the fourth or fifth time you're walking through a dog, just jumps out the window and makes you poop your pants. Yep, it's when you're going the reverse direction, too. It's just like, yeah. Um, It even got me this time. This game legit gets me with the jump scares. I'm like, see, this is how you do jump scares. There has to be want... a sense of dread for about an hour, and then boom. Well, yeah, the I... thing is... Oh, God. Sorry, uh... I really want the, like a remaster of Resident Evil 2 just so that we can get the same feeling with the police mirror. Mm. At the beginning of the game, you walk back and forth <laughs> yeah. across the the interrogation room and then the, the liquor jumps through the, the, the two-way mirror. 
Oh my god, that would look really nice. I think they did that in um, Dark Side Chronicles, so you can actually see how it looked. In oh, did they? So yeah. My question is, do you mean a remaster or a remake? Yeah. A little, yeah. little semantic yeah. thing there. No, that's yeah. a big semantic thing. People always forget. They're like, oh, yeah. I want an HD remaster of Final Fantasy VII. I was like, you don't want an HD Final Fantasy yeah. VII. That would basically put high-res textures <laughs> we, we on. We have that already. Poly. Please, no. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I'll remake, I guess, because it would look beautiful, I think, on yeah. PS4. Another game I have not played. I've not finished Resident Evil 2. Never finished Guys, it. Guys, stop it. It's you Resident Evil, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, they're the good Resident Evils, though. I know, it, they just don't compel me as much, but I'll try. They're ugly. I'm in a yeah, move more Resident Evil. I, I'm, in, I'm into the so mindset now. Time. I'm in the mindset now. I can do it. I'll be like, oh yeah, Resident Evil is get this thing to open that thing to get to that thing and then get to that thing. Now you can open that door and find out new stuff. But you're always right. like, I want to play new horror games. Uh, can I just play DayZ for 500 hours? 400? Excuse you? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I have 400 that's, as that's of like, today. You could have you played two, Resident Evil 200 times in that time. Yeah, but I don't know. I just I like running around fighting other people, but I will I will finish Resident Evil 2 one day. But what I'm hoping for, sure a remake would be great. But what we need first before that, and for Capcom to recognize that their fans really want games in this style, is for them to also do Resident Evil Zero. Has anyone else loved that game? Uh, you know what? Oh, go ahead. That's one of the two I haven't played. That one, Code Veronica. Mm, you don't want to play Code Veronica. Yeah, right. you told me that last time. Yeah. Yeah. I always I get want to like, play it so Yeah, so play it. But I always get about halfway through Zero and then I stop playing. It's uh, so I love Zero was the first I'm... one I beat. Yeah, Zero was the first one I almost beat because I just didn't get to, like the I needed like the motherboard for the security thing to fight the last boss. Okay, so you were like right at the end. Yeah, I was right at the end. So I just considered I beat it because I saw it, whatever. But I love that game because this is you have you fight a Bushonen bad guy made out of leeches. He was like an 80-year-old man who died, and then he becomes like this pretty fucking leech That's god. exactly it's, why I hate it. It's so it's stupid. Hilarious. So is the fucking first game. The first game is not as stupid as that. by a lot. Oh my god. The Every whole, single one of whole, those games is dumb. Hold the whole Wesker yeah. encounter at the end was like, oh, you jerk. And he's like, you have been bad, Jill. I'm but, going to stop you when he just hits her in the face. I'm like, this is bad, so awful. Bad dialogue is not the same as a shape-shifting leash monster person who can turn into a beautiful woman. Was it a woman or a man? I can't remember. It was a man. It was, it was Dr. Marcus something. But he was, like, wearing a dress, right? Yeah, he was just showing, man. Leave him alone. Oh, that's not a problem with that. He's letting remember. his leeches breathe. <laughs> it's, just, oh, it's so horrible. I can't believe you think that's that's fine. It's so... F- I can't wait until they do it. Uh, I so do want to play it again, though. But the thing is about this, the first Resident Evil, Resident Evil Zero, and, and Co. Veronica, and 2 and 3, is that, yes, they're goofy and stupid, but they're fun. But then if you go to Revelations or 6, they're goofy and just awful. I just I wish I they could it, at least be goofy and fun again. I find that so hilarious how sex is a game where every single character can, like, friggin' powerbomb zombies, and yet it's probably the most joyless game in the entire franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just... It's the only thing shitty. worth that. The only thing I get out of enjoyment out of six is just laughing at how dumb it is. Like they thought Leon QTE helicopter section where he fucking rubs against the train that's driving would be intense and exciting for people. This is hilarious. It's I just laugh at it and enjoy it on a meta level for some reason. But yeah, enough about that. We have a good game. We have a good Resident Evil game, and they did it, guys. They did it. Should I buy it after the podcast? <laughs> yeah, you missed the thirteen dollars sale. Yeah, I had no money then. Oh, it's on Doom. It's. I would highly recommend this. Um, 
It's weird that the PS4 version doesn't reach 60 frames, and I saw people complaining, like, oh, the frame rate drops. It might look like it drops because the game is pre-rendered scenes, so it might just be that there's an absence of frames in between the transitions, so people are like, ah, freaking out, oh my god, they fucked it up. Mm. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's a pretty damn good port on PC. I was really happy with it. Mm-hmm. Did they maintain the atmosphere in the 4 itchy tasty scene? The which scene? The, 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 the itchy tasty scene. I don't even know what you're saying. You're saying it so fast. Sorry, itchy the, tasty. Oh, itchy tasty one. scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, I did see some people a long time ago go, oh, the color variants aren't the same. The palette's wrong. <laughs> Come on. Fuck off. It looks good. It might not be a, a certain tint of green, but it looks great. The whole game looks really good. It was bugging me because people were like, oh, they added boot physics. And I kept telling them, no, that's from the original game. Like, uh, they didn't change that. And then, yeah. yeah it's probably just more noticeable because she, her shirt actually has a texture now. So you can well, see the movement. Well, definitely, yeah. yeah. But it was always there. Yeah. It's a little distracting, but, yeah. Nobody believed me. And then suddenly people like started tweeting, oh, yeah, it, it was always there. And, like, thousands of retweets. I'm like, you know what? I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm going to stop. I can't, I can't be an advocate for this. I can't do it. No one's going to listen. I can't be Jill's booby advocate anymore. <laughs> can't do this. Put on a business card. Yeah. I, I wonder. So. I wonder if Chris uh, does he have any special anything special about him? Dong. Oh, he has booby physics too. <laughs> he just has dong physics. Maybe you play as a uh, RE five Chris. He just like his his pecs just move or his old old boulder arms, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that yet. I was actually thinking of starting that this weekend. I never actually beat the game as Chris. Obviously, never finished as Jill. So I'm yeah, wondering saw, how much hard it's going to be. I saw someone on on the, a website. They're already making a mod to try to put Resident Evil Five Chris into the game. I mean, he looks pretty similar. It's just the costume is different. I know, I know, I know. But they're just trying to put in, like the, the large, like freaking tree trunk oh. arms too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I see mods that put in um, uh, RE Five Jill. They already have that working. No, of they, course they already have that working. Yeah, they they always go for the woman first. They like, oh, we gotta get the pretty lady in the game. They have um, Ada working. Swapping out Wesker, so you can play as Wesker instead of Jill. See, I would actually like playing as Wesker, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I gotta try try some of those mods, but I'm gonna play the game legit first, finish it. So, that's about all I can say. I mean, great, great, great game. It's it's truly, I think it's truly a masterpiece. Like, I put, um, on the, uh, our our Steam page, the curation page, I put that this is, like, a textbook example of survival horror. It's just so good. You cannot miss this game. You can't skip it. And I think uh, I wrote an article a long time ago when it was first announced. This is probably an extremely important uh, game from a product point of view because Capcom needs to see this game sell well. Not just fans yeah. ask for this. They need to see numbers, cold, hard numbers, saying that sold well. This game in a certain type or genre sold well. Let's do more of that. And then we'll get more of that. It's simple. Yeah, see, but this is Capcom America we're talking about, and they're really finicky with this kind of stuff. I guess. Like, yeah. I remember when uh, Svensson said that if uh, Ace Twenty Five sold well, then we'd, we'd get the the game that wasn't localized in the series, and it did sell well. He's like, "Well, it didn't sell well enough." Well, then again, it could just be actually Capcom Japan, or as Capcom America's like, we hope for this. This would make sense. We hope for these things. They still basically rely on Capcom Japan to approve everything, just like a lot of uh, Japanese companies that have a, a division in America. Maybe so, but if 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 that's the truth, they're being awfully coy about it. If you know what I mean, like he's he's making promises he can't keep in that way. Mm, true, true. Well, I mean, we already got a hint that Resident Evil Zero might be on in the plans for uh, HD remaster, so hopefully that's true. They never addressed that. 
Um, it would make sense for Code Veronica to come to PC. Don't know why they didn't do that. Despite how much I dislike it, it would make sense. And they put a lot of work into that one too, actually. I have a whole new lighting you? engine. Hmm? What? Why do you hate it so much? The game, it's balanced horribly. Awful, awful, awful. It's like, besides the whole <laughs> ammo issue. No, it's just, it's balanced awfully. Like, you'll be in a scene that depletes you of your health and ammo, and then all of a sudden you have to run away from a monster and you actually have to, you, you're gonna get hit by the monster, there's no way to be good at that scene. You just, you get hit. So you have to somehow manage to get to that scene with enough health that you can survive getting hit twice while running away from him. It's awful. Game? Uh, Cole Veronica. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just terrible. It's terribly designed. Part, yeah. And then, they, there's no, there's, they don't warn you whatsoever, but if you play as Claire and you pick up all the items like you would in a survival horror game, you take away all those items from Chris when he joins the game. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I should have guessed that, I guess. Thanks. Brilliant, mm-hmm. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. But, yeah. anyway. Wait, does, is it the exact same, like, does he follow the same path as her? Very, like, I think backwards, different rooms. He revisits some areas she goes to. But, yeah, if you take the items as Claire, he can't have them. That's depressing. It's very bad. But, anyway, that's enough about Resident Evil, unless you guys have anything you want to add to remaster or the potential for more i just want three you just want three well three like three my favorite resident evil game because i freaking love nemesis as a villain and as a gameplay mechanic but three looks it's so ugly it is like i can't go back and play it because it's so like it's so ps1 like i can't i can't ignore it have you guys seen the um there's pc ports like a long time ago they're made by um uh source next i think was the developer they're japanese exclusive but they're the they're the PS1 versions, but they look slightly better. The the resolution of the pre-rendered backgrounds is actually a little better looking. If you look it up, you'll see it. I'm wondering if they already exist in PC form. They're just in Japanese. Capcom could easily easily just grab the text files from the PS1 versions. No need to relocalize it and just throw them in there and re-release it on Steam. Pretty sure those would sell well. Yeah, like I'd buy Resident Evil 3 in a heartbeat if it came out on Steam. Yeah, and it's even a better version um, that we've never got here. So it's slightly higher fidelity. It doesn't look too bad. I mean, it still looks like Lego blocks running around, but the backgrounds look pretty decent. No, I like, think I, Legos would look better. I freaking no. love Nemesis so much that I maimed him in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, even though he was terrible. <laughs> um, that's, how much, that's how much I'm devoted to this character. You're just passionate. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just passionate. How'd you feel about his uh, portrayal in uh, Operation Raccoon City? I didn't play Operation Raccoon City, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> I didn't. It's so boring. I'm Wait, I'm, I'm blissfully ignorant it? about Operation Raccoon City. You bought it, CJ? No, I didn't buy it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm not going to spend money on it. A very nice person who enjoys me yelling on Twitch and getting annoyed by games bought it for me. I'm like, God bless your heart. You just paid $30 for this horrible, horrible Is the game. PC version shit? It's Games for Windows Live. It's not too shit as a port, but it's just, <laughs> it's just a bad game. It's so bad. I know this is going to sound bad coming from the company, but I have no idea what happens now with games for Windows Live games. So, oh, you can still play them, but there's no store or anything like that. I'm still, I'm still don't, I'm not sure if I have access to the two games I bought through Games for Windows Live. One being Max Payne 2, the other being um, Shadow of Chernobyl. What's the What's the first name? Stalker. Stalker. Gotcha. It's S T A L K E R actually. <sighs> oh, okay, Mister Pretty. Well, there's, there's dots in between it, so... Okay, who says F-E-A-R when they're Me. talking about fear? Shut Every up. time. <laughs> We're going to place... Hey, do you have F-3-A-R in the store, yeah. please? I'd like to buy it. it. 
for now on, from this point on, I'm always going to say that to you. <laughs> Are you going to like pronounce PT instead of just do the reverse? Yeah. Just spit at someone. Just any way I can be a dick. Just <laughs> looking for excuses now. Yep. Oh boy. Being right. late wasn't good enough. Yeah, Zev said that uh, you were on pretty late time because you're pretty. Yeah, you know, beautiful people are always late. It's not true. It's not true. Mm-hmm. No, not fashionably late? No, he just means that the ugly people are always early. Because <laughs> they have to make a better impression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all here like five minutes early. We show up in suits, he shows up in like a ripped t-shirt. That's the new style. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I was trying to look good. Haven't you seen those ads? Like, they're just like, here's this sexy new Calvin Klein collection. Just some guy who looks like a bum. But he has like a nice stare, so <laughs> they just sell it for sixty bucks. Exactly it's exactly. derelict. <laughs> derelict, exactly. That's exactly what's happening. God, this... the movie was ahead of its time. Now they have fashion where there's a hole in front of the dude's pants, so you can see his puckered wiener. <laughs> the fuck. I like how it's puckered. <laughs> it was. You saw the pictures. It was. It was I'm cold. Not sure in I would have used the word puckered. <laughs> it was puckered. He was all natural. It was puckered. <laughs> he was natural. <laughs> He's out in the buff. Oh, but enough about Resident Evil. Go pick it up if you've never played it before. It's the best survival horror game. One of the best. One of the best. Next thing I want to talk about is one of the best modern examples of survival horror. Alien. Alien Isolation. It sold one million copies. It did it. I struggle to find interest in wanting to buy that game. It's so good. What's wrong with you? It's very good. I'm though. just not a big alien. You don't have to be. It's so damn good. Did you like Resident Evil 3? I'd never played that. Okay, first of all, what's wrong with you? Second of all, <laughs> I have it. I have it. I have 2 and 3 on my PS3. I've just never touched them. Just play them on your Vita. It gives you an excuse to play them. It's way more Alien fun. Isolation is basically just Resident Evil 3, only a lot prettier and with better, like a, uh, like a license attached to it. And, yeah, some good background lore. It's good. Hmm. It's a very, very good game. I'm glad it sold a million copies. I just hope, I really hope that a million is enough. In this day and age, the game industry is like, no, that's not enough. It's a failure. But Creative Assembly, um, the creative director of the game, they all seem happy about it. So I'm really hoping this means we'll see more from them, maybe in the Alien universe. If not, then more from them in general, because it shows that they can make the game outside of... Uh, it's RTS, right? That's what they usually worked on? RTS genre? I think so. Yeah, so... Hopefully they make more games. Not yeah. Aliens, Alien. Be good. I actually really, really fine with a game set in the Alien 3 setting, because I didn't like that movie very much, but the setting, like, it could lend itself really well to some survival horror type action. Hmm. It's I... not Resurrection. <laughs> as what are talking seven. about? Resurrection is amazingly hilarious. Yeah, that's not what I want in a horror game. <laughs> I actually got the uh, Quadrilogy set, so I'm going to mm. be watching the uh, special edit of Alien 3 soon. That looks that's so good. good. It's more tolerable, but it's still not a good movie. Yeah. yeah. I've heard a lot of people say it's actually good, so... They're wrong. That'll be interesting. <laughs> I don't correct. know what's... It's supposed to be the origi- like the original tone of the first film, but a new scene. No. Just shut your uh, mouth. I'll find out. Stop I'll it. See. I'll see. You're going to be like, it. wow, that still blows. I know, like, maybe. It's, it's okay, but like if, if Alien and Aliens are like 10 and 9, respectively, then this is like a 6, maybe a 6.5. Even with the reset, that's not cut. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to have to watch the back to back then and find out. 
So that's about it. So what do you guys think? What do you want from Sega? Do you think they should continue isolation? Are you afraid that they will maybe go aliens and they'll just go kind of shooter? They'll be tempted by that? No. See, I'm know. weird. I just want another Infestation game. Oh, oh Infestation great. That's a great game. I'm surprised that's still stuck on just the 3DS. They should put that out there. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was a really fun shooter. It was short, but like... It did something that a lot of Aliens games don't do, and that they gave the, all the Marines a, like personality, but they all felt really unique and distinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like the movie Aliens. Yeah. They always forget that part. They just make them generic in the games. Because like in, in in Infestation, they get kind of acting like your lives. Like uh, you have, I think, like thirty or forty unique Marines that you can recruit over the course of the game. But when they die, they probably die. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, all the dialogue in the game changes depending on who you're playing as. Right. Uh, both from like the other characters and your character, mm-hmm. and the ending you get at the end is different depending on who you're playing as too. So there's a real incentive to not only recruit everyone but to beat the game with everyone as well. I just didn't like the chick who spoke in internet memes. <laughs> oh, they had one of those. Oop. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much internet memes; it was just really obnoxious lead speak. Oh, so. thank you. There you go. I forgot. I mixed it up in my head. That's awkward. Aren't memes the new lead speak? Basically. Basically. Much, yeah. You got that. Kind of only works in the comedy game. Yeah. Well, I, I liked. I love the game, but I wish it was a little longer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, it's pretty short. It's way forward, so it's 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 short, but it's pretty and it's really like fun to play. Definitely. I just got back. I have no idea what we're talking about. Good Not for you. you. <laughs> we're talking what? about um, a 3ds. 3ds. DS. 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 Alien game. Infestation. That exists. Oh yeah, no, it's. I got it like three or four years ago for like ten bucks, uh, uh, like a random store. Yeah, I think. Good? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was really good. We just talking about how good it was. Really interesting. It's um, I think it was the game that Adam Tierney, he's a director at Way Forward. He did that before a Book of Memories. I think that was his game before Book of Memories. Do you even play that anymore? I like Book of Memories. I haven't played it in a but while because I'm playing I buy other it, will games. Will you play it? Yeah. Got to convince Whitney as well because she never she, she bought it merely as a collector's item. I don't think she likes it at all. I, I will I, tell Whitney to play with me because she loves me. Maybe. She loves me. Yeah, so I, I own it, and I was always like, hey, CJ, you should play with me. And you're like, mm, when we have time, and it's been about a year and a half now. So. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. No, Maybe of it was shortly after I started moving to other games because I had finished playing that for like 10 hours a day. It really doesn't matter what your excuse is. I still I haven't have played the game you told me to play. Danganronpa? No, not Danganronpa. Persona? Um, a few months ago. No, he did not tell me to play Persona, Zach. Told me. Told by name Isaac? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Still yeah, I told you you could. Yeah, I told you you could use my account anytime you want to. You did. He gave me his credentials for his account. Alright, so moving on. One last game we want to address since we got a lot of new details on it and a new Kickstarter. Before we get to questions, it's Nightcry. You guys excited? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Freaking Love Clock Tower. There you go. For who, whoever's listening who doesn't know what Nightcry is, we talked about it briefly on the site, like three posts so far. It is the spiritual successor to Clock Tower, created by the original creator. Uh, I don't see his... Oh, Kifumi Kono. There we go. Luckily, that guy's name right on the screen. Um, and Masahiro Ito, who's worked on Silent Hill 1 through 4 and some art for the other games. Uh, he's doing the creature design, which is, of course, a scissor man, because it's a spiritual successor to Clock Tower, so it has to have a scissor dude. Because you can't have Clock Tower without a scissor man. Exactly. And, uh, yep, if you like Clocktar, I think you're going to like this. Currently, it's only coming to mobile devices and the PlayStation Vita, but they launched a Kickstarter, which is going to try to raise $300,000 so they can make a PC version, 
with its own special bells and whistles and prettier graphics and all that junk. Go support that. If you like Clock Tower, if you don't like Clock Tower, go support it. So people who do like Clock Tower can have fun. I'm close to backing it. I haven't backed a game that actually came out yet, and I would like to back a horror game. Have you ever backed anything? I have backed Shantae from Way Forward, and it still hasn't come out. So I have that never happened it. yet? No. They're making it good. Good things take time. Just like DayZ. So stop complaining about DayZ, people. Just deal with it. I Play think you should game. stop complaining about H1Z1, then. Hey, I just said I thought it was going to come out of a better state. I'm not going to say it's never going to be good. I'll never say that. I just, silly. I don't know. I think, just to go back to that point, I think when you mark something as early access, you can release whatever the fuck you want, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, at this point, like, it means nothing. <laughs> There's no standard for early access. Beta has some connotation behind it. Early access can range from, you know... The earliest or slightly yeah, like, early. Here's, you know, the bare bones, and we want our fans to help build the game with us, essentially, versus, like... This is pretty much a finished product, and we want you guys to play it to see if there's anything that needs to be fixed or changed. Although it is unfortunate and kind of damaging the whole system's reputation when someone releases a game that is literally unplayable, which we have currently. I just I've kind of come to that expectation though for early access at this point. But it shouldn't be. It should really early access is synonymous with it's probably not going to work. I I don't think they shouldn't be selling it then. I think if they're going to use early access, it should be a point where people can decide whether or not they want to support a game while it's still in development. But it shouldn't be a product that is literally unplayable. It should be unfinished and obviously sold as so, and it's understand as an understanding. But it shouldn't be something that you cannot even work on. You can't even do anything in. Like, oh, let's say, um, God, what's the what's the game that you you fall you get playing Crash and you're just walking around and they steal your kid, the cannibal steal your kid, the forest, that one. That's early access. It's really funky, but it's playable. A lot of things don't work well right now, but that's a game I would go, oh yeah, if I really cared, I would support that with my early purchase. But we have a game that Casper is previewing right now, and he said it's one of the worst examples of early access he's ever played. And I don't think if you're going to go to your early access and you can try to instill faith in people, you at least have to have a functional product that shows promise, not something that is literally like, oh yeah, here's our first build of something that will be done in five years. Well, I mean, and I guess that's why... I'm, I was really open to playing Evolve because it was free. Evolve. And I think free, yeah. You mean the? Oh, you mean just mean the beta? Oh, the open beta. Yeah, I'm, oh. I'm a very big fan of those types of things because I mean it's like oh, open betas are great. Yeah, I love open. Yeah, betas. it's it's a great strategy. It's also get, free. I mean, yeah, that too. That's like a big draw of it. So, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna like go, a weird connotation. I'm gonna go back to this again, but. Pro Force has entirely spoiled me on early access yeah. because that game not only did it release like a finished playable product, but they've been updating it like every two months with like yeah. three or four new characters every single time. There's like 36 characters in the game now, and they're they've, they're going to keep updating it until it releases next year yeah, or this Pro year. Force sorry, is really well made. I, when I played it the first time, I, I could play it the whole way through, no bugs outside of the main mode. Oh, no bugs in the main mode. And it's like, oh yeah, the map editor is kind of funky. The multiplayer is kind of funky. That's it. It's like yeah, this is like, a great product. It's it, like if you play it right now, you feel like it's a 100 percent finished product. Like the, the multiplayer works absolutely fine. The map editor has been improved a lot. Like it's astounding. And the, you have other companies releasing games at early access that look like it's the first time they've ever been like looked at by humans. Yeah, it's like the first quote unquote playable build. They just fucking just. My only concern with that is that you can do that with any product, though. It's like okay, here's this game that could be ready to release. We know that it's, you know, in working condition. It's perfectly fine for sale. Let's just mark it as early access and get a whole following behind it. Yeah, and that's why early access is criticized, but 
it, I don't know. I mean, I, I find it's a, a perfectly fine resource, but when people go, eh, what, fuck it, I'll just put it out there right now, they're not only damaging the reputation of the whole system, they're hurting their own. It's like, sure, this is not representative of the full product, but it still gives people a bad taste in their mouth when you release a game like that. Like, the only time I've, I have problems with their access is when they do stuff like that, like release a game in an entirely unplayable state, or when it's people like EA doing the thing they did for the new Battlefield game, where they literally just use early access so that people have to pay to beta test their games for them. <laughs> that is something they some people do as well, yeah. It's like, yeah, we don't really know what we're going to do, so can you fix it? Tell us. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I think we look at it from the wrong point of view. I think they're just abusing the fact that they can have you pay to be their testers. Really oh, yeah. Nice. I, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I agree with that. I just think there is a place for proper use for early access, and some people abuse it just like any other old business thing, just like, hey, our consumers will do this, let's, why don't we just make our consumers do this, but let's not treat them too well. It's an open system, and it has flaws, but it does bring us some good things once in a while. It extends development cycles, though, it seems to me. Potentially, yeah, because they're also like, catering to... With Daisy, it's taking a long time to get a lot of these features in there. Yeah, because they're and also like, not only catering we've already paid. to... It's not like we can do anything about it at this point. Yeah, they don't, they're not just only focusing on game development, they're also focusing on consumer, um, how it feel, how the game feels right now for people already playing it, which is going to slow them down as well, because they can't just go, oh, the whole thing's jumbled and fucked, but we're making big strides in development. For Daisy, it goes, oh, it's jumbled, but it needs to be playable and better than last time. Mm-hmm. That's the only problem with Daisy, but I just don't like when people go, oh, the game's never going to be finished, yeah, wasting my $30, it's still, it's still in early access, like, just pay attention to what they're saying, it's coming out next year, if you don't want to play it in this state, don't play it. That's it. Yeah. Like someone's holding a gun to your head and forcing you to, pull, to buy it. Exactly. There's some accountability to be had when you buy an early access game and you're upset that it's not finished yet. I mean, when it's when it's, when it's very when it's when it's said that like DayZ is not a game that you go, oh, they're never gonna finish. That doesn't seem likely whatsoever. They have a they have a time frame. They have a um, I forgot the exact word for it. Yeah, like in terms of DayZ, they could have released DayZ last year in the current the state it was back then, and people still would have played the crap out of it. Yeah. Or the or the alternative option is you wait four years, the four years of game development that they're doing, yeah, and just not play it at all. I, I think what's also unfair, at least uh, for Daisy in particular, it's like look at what developer you're talking about. Though they have a really solid track record anyway. Well, they're kind of funky with Arma stuff, but yeah, <laughs> the games work. <laughs> oh, Arma three, Arma three and Arma two were known for for their bugs, but they're still a relatively small studio. So it's kind of... They're not EA quality. They're oh, they're absolutely not EA, but I mean... Look at EA, look at uh, Ubisoft. Does oh, it really matter just, at this point? <laughs> that's just... Unfinished games from big publishers is just... Not it's something... It's, it's something they could have avoided, but they... It's laughable. They chose not to for whatever reason, whether it's due to early releasing, trying to hit a certain window for what? the market, or Did whatever. Did you read that the free DLC that Ubisoft was giving out for uh, Unity was buggy as well? I, are you joking? I, I, uh, I, are you joking? <laughs> their patches are busted. And, Bad. and That's now, like giving somebody a used Band-Aid, though. This is a long tangent, but like we're in the stage where a game could release in December and be unplayable, and a developer is still trying to fix it. And they have to beta test patches to fix the game. I'm talking about the Master Chief Collection. <laughs> At you least break? the game itself was playable. Uh, only in single player. 
the game multiplayer is, is unplayable. Multiplayer is unplayable. Matchmaking, it doesn't work. And it's it been like that since sometimes. it released. Sometimes it's, <laughs> it's not what you should do when you're trying to sell a product. It's a great idea, it's a great collection, but they and really by no means the does anything I say reflect the company I work for, by the way, guys. So that doesn't actually work anywhere in your Xbox division, but I it's still his fault. I have to make that disclaimer. I'm it's in services. I don't touch Xboxes. It's your fault, anyway. <laughs> it, it is. Everyone thinks so, apparently. Yep. Alright, so enough about that tangent. Although, it is relevant, because early access is a thing that a lot of horror games are also doing. Yep. Still, still waiting we for Killing Floor 2 early access. That, I hope it does. That looks functional, at least. That looks functional. Oh, I need it. All right, back to Nightcry. So, uh, spiritual successor to Clock Tower, female protagonist. PC version is on Kickstarter for three hundred thousand um, dollars. It's got all this crazy good talent behind it. I'm excited for it. I never actually played the first Clock Tower. I don't think I've ever played any Clock Tower aside from three, a demo of three. Any of them. You need to go play Clock Tower one, like the SNES one, as fast as you can because that game was excellent. Is it real? I find it so hard to go back to a game that it's that old. Oh, not me. Love Super Nintendo. If it's on Super Nintendo, talking about playing Torok on your N64, you don't get an opinion. I was playing Wave Race for like this entire podcast. (laughs) It's awful. The original Clock Tower, uh, like the graphics are sharp enough, like they don't have, like, look like they've aged Clock that badly. Tower. Uh, like it, although I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that a lot of the art is like pre-rendered that was scanned into the game, and it still looks really good nowadays. Yeah. Oh. Um, wow, it's actually not very ugly. The the music is excellent. The music still sounds really, really great. And although the game does kind of cheat, like it kind of warps the scissor men around sometimes. Uh, there still is some really good scares that you can have by being alone with no music for a while, and all of a sudden you see like scissors pop out of the ceiling or something, and then the music starts immediately. No, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look too bad at all. It looks like even GBA era, just in the terms of fidelity of the sprites. Not bad. Yeah, like I think that one of my favorite things in a lot of games is dynamic music, and the game uses dynamic music really, really well. Like, if you can be in a scenario where you find the, the dead body of... Like, the, the game has uh, different endings, and it's kind it's procedurally generated in the sense that the your your friends can have different fates depending on how you play the game. Hmm. So, uh, the game has dynamic music in that if you find one of your friend's corpses that starts playing this really sad song, and all of a sudden the Scissor Man pops out from wherever he's hiding, and it transitions into his theme really, really well. And the entire game just has this really great atmosphere to it. Well, let's hope that uh, this game, being the spirit successor by the same guy, is as good or better. I, I certainly know. hope so. Because, like, Clock Tower 2, or 3, sorry, was ridiculous. It's so awful. <laughs> it had its creepy moments, though. There was a couple like, things I enjoyed about it. The the acid guy was kind of creepy. Yes, I liked him being ridiculous. Yeah, but when the, the scissor brother and scissor sister, they were awful. They were, like, oh, clowns yeah. well, dancing around. Is I think the reason why they're all scissor-based? Not really. No, it's just because it's creepy, okay? It's just because it's creepy. Yeah. No. The music, the, ch- the chase music from the first game is so great. It's because all the main characters have too much foreskin. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Okay. Is this, That's is a this great a rabbi now? <laughs> they have... They just have too much for that. Too much. What the effect. fuck quote is that? <laughs> I don't. That's what I'm gonna remember for every time I think about this podcast. Hey, you oh god. 
No, I Anyways. don't want to play these games. <laughs> I think that should be the name of this episode, Too Much Foreskin. No. <laughs> oh, my God. That's okay. okay. <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, questions time. <laughs> I have a question. This isn't for your questions. I don't care. Okay, what? Because you're going to answer, because you're the only one who's played both games. I actually haven't had this conversation with you. Okay. Evil Within versus Remake. Or remake, 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 remake. One, yeah. of them was, one of them was touted as a return to survival horror. It really wasn't. It was a return to RE4 plus better graphics. And better art direction, but no remasters. I don't know about better art direction, but oh, it has, it's more varied than when it is. Same guy, which is nice. And when it shines, it truly shines. And I like that. It's in also 3D environments, so it's cool. Think we'll see another one. Even within, probably. I think they they aim to make it a franchise, probably the way it ended and all that stuff. Cool. Okay. Now questions. All right. So the first question, I'm sorting by oldest. First question is from Frank Margarella. He's asking Whitney a question, although she's not here. Let's try our best. Oh, Whitney, answer. you'll answer her. Okay. Whitney, have you watched Ghost Adventures at half speed? You can do it on YouTube if you have have it set to HTML5. It's incredible, and Zach Baggins sounds constantly drunk. No, but I'll have to check that out. That's it. Yep. She would defend Zach Baggins to the death. She loves him. I don't him. know who the hell that is. She loves Ghost Adventures. Is Ghost Adventures the buff dude who's like, we're gonna get some fucking ghosts? Oh, this guy. <laughs> we're, go, we're, go, we're going into yes. this haunted place. I feel energy here. I had like five Mountain Dews. This guy's Some amazing. crazy shit. <laughs> he doesn't actually talk like a Guido. <laughs> it's looks better if he did. <laughs> I was just going to say, it sounds more like Bro Hunter. <laughs> He's like, I wrestled the ghost tonight. It was, it was eventful. It was fruitful. I got some ectoplasm on me. But it's over. He did it. No, I, I don't. She would be defending him right now if she was here. She's somewhere else who can get on today's episode. Uh, so I don't know if she's listened to him at half speed, but she has listened to him in various forms. <clears throat> so next part of his question was, um, everyone, I'm currently playing Silent Hill 2 for the first time, original PS2 version. What are your favorite things about what the game? Are you? What are your favorite things the game does? Like the way it uses symbology and the monsters, how Mario's position when you enter the new room in the hospital. Um. I love the symbolism. I love the story. I love the music. It's just uh, overall a, a great game. I like that it, it stops to explain almost nothing to you. Yeah, like that's good. the first time you go from the into the dark world because that's the only one that has actually has the dark world too instead of just the fog world and you know rest world and blah blah. blah. But it just explains so little, and then you're like, I guess I'm going along this ride, and I'm gonna shit my pants because I'm scared. Yeah. No, it's very subtle, which which lacks a lot of horror these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Evil Within occasionally stops to explain the symbolism behind its monsters to you, which really bothered me. Yeah, like, like uh, I said last time, the art book just tells you most of that stuff's not even symbolic. It's just like, this was scarier, so we did that. Like, mm-hmm. Safe Man. It's like, the Safe Man's like, oh, cool, I wonder what this is going to represent. The game just stops and goes, he's supposed to protect my secrets, whatever. Yep. It was, oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. But I really like Silent Hill 2. I don't want to spoil it, but there's a speech near the end that's really, really good. Kind of stuck with me ever since I played In it the, the hallway. first time. Yeah. Oh my god, I hate that one. It hurts so bad. Oh, the one that I completely skipped? I guess you did. You probably ran. I ran in the hallway and went through the door, and I missed it. It's so sad. Do you want to be my friend? (laughs) (laughs) How how, how do you play that game and just skip that? No, no, no. Do you want to be my friend? Maybe. Stop doing stupid shit. (laughs) Go reload your fucking save right before the ending and just stand in that hallway and listen to that conversation. 
It, it didn't sound important. Cry. I wanted to go. It didn't sound important. She was bearing her soul. God. She was doing it too damn slow. Oh my! <laughs> You're God. probably playing the new voice version then. I was. Germs. Should I play the entire game again with the old voices? Yes. Do it. Uh, yeah. God. Like <sighs> God bless Liam O'Brien, but Eddie's voice in Extreme Master is so bad. Yeah, my roommate hated it with a passion. I like Liam O'Brien, but man, it's like he's one of those voice actors where you know it's him every time. Yep. Yeah. No matter what voice he's doing, you're like, oh, it's Liam O'Brien. Pretty sure he's in the Evil Within. He plays the doctor who's like, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah, no, he's he's he's, he's, he's Jimenez, yeah, doing the Spanish. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yep. yeah, he's everywhere. Uh, okay, next question from Thomas. Considering that Alien Isolation actually seems to be a successful and good Alien game, do you think we'll see more Alien games like it? Well, we kind of touched on that. Hopefully, we will. Hopefully, they don't jump down the route of going. What if it was a little more actiony? They're, they know what was successful. Yeah. Like every single review was about. I was praising that it wasn't like that. I just hope that, I hope they did a, do another franchise next. Do the thing or something. Oh yeah, That's Predator. Great. I would. I, I would no, no Predator. Several people yeah. to get a what good do you mean? Game. Predator would be amazing in the jungle. Like they like. Predator could suck my butt. <laughs> he would. He has mandibles. He can grab both cheeks. Exactly. And it would be great, but that's besides the point. I No, I don't know. I'd rather have Predator, another actually scary yeah, game. Predator game would be cool, but I'm kind of struggling to think about what kind of enemies they'd have with something to Predator, like exactly. other than making just like humans with guns. Well, yeah. gorilla soldiers, there you go. You're off the team. You People who are like selling cocaine in the forest, and they're like, hey, <laughs> I see you. In the forest. <laughs> I so see you, you over there. I'll get you. you. You want to play Far Cry Predator? <laughs> exactly. Uh, the best Far Cry. Yeah, I would. I would love a thing game because the one that we have is really, really bad. So oh, bad. That, yeah, that I can see that would work really well. Really, I still really see, well. like we were talking about before on an earlier podcast. Telltale should do a thing yep. game. Telltale's a thing. Fantastic. Telltale's a thing. The, the thing game that we have, the one for PS2 and PC, really missed the point of what made the thing good. It's not mm. about like tension. It's about running around shooting little thinglings for the entire time. <laughs> thinglings. The game is so hard to play. I streamed it. The, I streamed it like a couple months ago. I have it right next to me, a physical copy. I'm like, this is hard, funky. I like. Right, sorry. Oh, that's it. No, it's just funky game. It's so hard to play. Yeah, I like how the, the thing game, like on the box art, it says "new song by Saliva." Like that's an important the what? thing. Yeah, there's. Where? Yeah, on on the game, the thing. Who the fuck is Saliva? What is that, 90s? That sounds so 90s. It was 90s. It was 90s, yeah. Saliva? Yeah, it was Saliva. I'll find box art for it, but it's awful. Oh, God. I have like I have the European box art, so I guess they took that off. All right, while you look for that, um, <clears throat> I'll jump to Anubis' question. Have you guys considered doing spoiler casts for some of the latest big horror games? Um, We have in the past. Uh, There's nothing really we can talk about spoiler cast wise I guess we could have done one for Alien or The Evil Within but the problem is all of us need to have played that game to completion which means we all would have had to purchase it I finished it I'm up which game? Uh, any game that comes out that's the only problem like we would all have to we have, we'll have to have enough people who have purchased the game and finished it in time I mean we could always do one later on but I guess it <laughs> feels kind of late for Alien we should do a spoiler cast on freaking Darkseed 2 I haven't <laughs> played that I'll, I'll play it for that so we can just laugh. Yeah, we should just we should just have a stream. Let's just start that next week and have a stream of this Zack game. You can play Please it. do that. Please do it. It's all you. You know how to do it. I'll do it. There you go. We'll plan that. Test. We'll all just talk. Yeah, we'll talk while he plays the game. <clears throat> um. So maybe, maybe a news. Um. He says he would like to hear our in-depth opinions about stories, bosses, character development, endings. 
Uh, potentially. Let's see what comes out next. We'll think about that for future big releases. Um, jumping to Ahmad's question. Uh, he's noticed that sometimes we end the podcast doing voices, and he wants to know if I do the Elmo voice. I, I think so? Maybe? Uh, yeah. Sometimes you and I go back and forth doing it. <clears throat> I haven't... I don't really know. My throat's kind of tight right now. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess. I don't really know. Can any of you guys do a Rocky Balboa in a horror video game setting impression? <laughs> this is all you, Zach. Um, uh, give me some words. I don't know. Uh, Adrian! <laughs> there's fucking just... monsters everywhere. What, what are we doing? <laughs> monsters, I don't know. I can't do that. <laughs> You wait, wait, wait! You like... gotta, you gotta reduce the, the the seizure stroke thing by like fifty percent. Okay, so talk a little bit <laughs> like this. How's this? Half the mouth. There you go. There you go. Half the mouth. They can still talk, but you just have the mouth. <laughs> oh God, Wesker, you're kind of kind of a bad guy, aren't you? <laughs> you're kind of a bad guy, man. I, I, I knew from the moment I saw you, you're just kind of a bad guy. <laughs> this is like Robert De Niro in there too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that guy's fun. Sylvester Stallone's great. His mom's even better because she sells pictures of like butts or something. What? <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. She sells some sexual I don't stuff. Wanna, I don't want to Google Sylvester Stallone's mom butt. Like, that's, <laughs> you don't see her butt. Don't worry. That's a Google You're recipe. All, that. Oh my god, what is wrong with this woman? <laughs> what does she sell? Oh my god, what is wrong with her? She sells something weird. Right. I haven't even looked that up yet. She's just scary. From all like horror games. games. Oh yeah. yeah, she's she's definitely into um stuff. Yeah. Oh, your picture. All right. Next thing. Um. Hello, Rely on Horror Crew. This is from Misha. My question is: What insane mashup? Two completely different entertainment properties. Would you like to see? And just remember, you can come up with anything that could be more canon breaking than the ridiculous Archie versus Predator or Marvel's Avengers fighting the Titans from Attack on Titans. Um, a mashup. Possibilities. Well, we mentioned a mashup before. Persona Danganronpa would be hilarious. That would yeah, be mine. Yeah. That'd be very cute. Um, I don't, I don't want to see Resident Evil's writing quality get anywhere near Silent Hill, so I'm not going to say that. Uh, Silent Hill, maybe Silent Hill with sweary, something sweary does would be hilariously weird. Like York and Zach technically kind of went to another world of their own when they did stuff. Like, to be fair, Deadly Premonition is pretty much as close as you can get to Silent Hill without calling it Silent Hill. Yeah, it's Silent Peaks. That's all it was. Basically. I don't know. I don't. I can't even think of any crazy cool mashups besides the one I just said. Uh, what would be good? Let's just try Resident Evil mashed up with, like, CSI. Boom. Dun, 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 dun. You're gonna be cool? Freaking Clock Tower, but with Nemesis with scissors chasing you. Yep. I don't think he needs scissors. He's kind of buff on his own. I think I just no, that, did the Law and Order. See, that, too. that would be that would be the brilliance of it. He's just chasing you with scissors. What's he gonna, what is he gonna do? Why? <laughs> he's he's got a little like pair of like hand scissors, but that's, that's everyone else. Oh, like, the little ones, not big ones. Okay, head scooper uh, size. Oh, I was hoping it'd be like the little plastic ones they give to preschoolers, so they can't well, see, that's, that's what it would be like for him. But for everyone else, they look like they're freaking hedge clippers. I do enjoy Nemesis' appearance in the uh, film and Operation Raccoon City. He's so chunky. He's gained a lot of weight. Wait, I've never seen. Let me go look. He's a chunky one. Uh, so yep, those are. Wait, anyone else have any ideas for mashups? Zach? No. Um, not really thinking of anything right now. Uh, what are two IPs you enjoy that you like to see smashed together in weirdness? Echo the Dolphin. Uh huh. And 
PT. Oh. An underwater first person surreal. Just a dolphin fetus in the sink. Yes. Squealing. I can't think of anything more terrifying than those things put together. (laughs) All right. Hmm? Damn. So that would be horrible. I want Madden 2005 and Silent Hill 3. Why why 2005? Because it was the last one I played. What is Heather going to do with the football? I don't know. That's why I want them mashed together. I want to see what they can do. (sighs) She's going to be like, football? What is this football doing here? A board of football. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Second question from Misha. It's looking like the X-Files may return TV. How do you feel about old shows like this one and Twin Peaks coming back after being off for so long? A smart move and a chance for new fans to revisit beloved characters or storylines? Or is it a pointless and timid money grab by Hollywood suits sticking to a proven product instead of giving time and resources to bold new ideas and creators? Well, in terms of both of them, it seems like the original people are behind them, so that's good. Yeah. I think I've only... Wait, has anybody else watched Twin Peaks here or no? Yep. Nope. Okay. Yeah, well, it, then you know, and this one makes sense for them to do it 25 years oh, later. They even said, so that, this is perfect, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, yeah, it makes sense, and they have the same actors on board and everything like that, so I'm totally for it. I don't, it doesn't seem like a money grab to me. Yeah. Do I want to watch Twin Peaks? Yes. It's 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 hard to watch. Yeah, I, I, I'm still trying. But if oh, you watch Lord. with a friend, it's great. Okay, Just watch right. watch all of season one, watch the first episode of season two, and the last episode of season two. That's all you need. Yeah, you can skip. Oh, oh the James subplot. Oh, boy. Not great. Oh, boy. But Not- my, my only real issue with like things coming back after so long... Is that it makes me feel really sad to see these characters love like all old and wrinkly. Yeah, Kyle McLaughlin still looks really good though. So I, I know that sounds really shallow, but like watching Indiana Jones Crystal Skull, it wasn't the, the, like the movie's terrible, but that wasn't what made, what made me upset. What made me upset is seeing Harrison Ford as like a seventy-year-old man trying to do Indiana Jones stuff. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Same thing with Rocky Balboa. Like Sylvester Stallone was like what, like sixty-five when he was filming that movie. You just realized that. We're all going to die one day. Yeah. And here's an example. Rocky <laughs> like, Balboa oh. made me realize my own mortality. Like the entirety of... We're kind of fucking with Sylvester Stallone right now, but the entirety of the Expendables is just old people like waddling and falling on the floor <laughs> and breaking their limbs during the production of the film. It's 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 fun. Even uh, like the youngest guy in the cast, Jason Statham almost died because he was driving on a truck up a cliff. Oh my god. Why even... Why do he do his own stunt? Stupid. That's silly. Anyway, um, so yeah, as long as the original people are behind it and they're going to put some passion into it, but we're seeing remakes all the time, and they're usually not that great, so it's just it's just how it is. Oh, and here's another question. And is there a parallel to the games industry when we see games like Doom and Wolfenstein Reborn every console generation, regardless if anyone wants it or not? Well, Wolfenstein was great. That was a great, great game. Another game one. I can't bring myself to want to buy, even though I know it's really good for whatever reason. Can- it's been on pretty good sales. As for Doom, I guess the series needs to get a reboot, because, I mean, the same people are kind of working on it, most of them. So might as well. I mean, we don't really get, like, when we do get, like, a super old IP getting a, a reboot, it's typically good. I mean, there's not much to really go on. Like, in terms of games from, like, the 90s or something like that, it's not like you can ruin the majesty all the time. A lot of them didn't have great stories to begin with, just unfortunately, like Tomb Raider. Oh, Tomb Raider. Okay, whatever. The new game was pretty good. Didn't have a great story either, but it's not as offensive as rooting classic film from the 60s or 
or the 80s or something like that, making a new version that just forgets and just ignores the whole purpose of the original film, like RoboCop. And I was just going to say CGI. RoboCop. I was just yeah. going to say RoboCop. That was the most disappointing remake I've seen in quite some time. Yeah, or the Thing remake, which could have been decent if they would have stuck to the practical effects, but now they decided to see oh, but like, Okay, so the Thing, I feel so bad for the director of that, because if you read the original script like online and you listen to some of the interviews with him, he made a good movie, and the, the studio screwed him out of it so hard. Oh, that's a shame. The original cut of the movie was like two hours and 20 minutes long. Wow. And it had a lot more dialogue and build up. And if you go on YouTube, you can actually watch Industrial Light and Magic making the practical effects of the movie, and they just seized it over them. Yep. They just seized it over them because they didn't care. Yep, they they didn't have faith in it, so they decided, do we want these practical effects that look good, or should we just make really low budget CGI even for the time? Yeah. Like, I feel so bad uh, for the director because he made a good movie, and the studio screwed him right out of it. Yeah, that's disappointing. That's when you get the stupid suits who don't care about the art of it. Yep. They just want the money of it. And the film fucking probably bombed anyway. It didn't make enough money. Yeah, I mean, like, it was like 30 million worldwide or something like that. It was really, really terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's enough of that question. Uh, Andy asks, um, nothing gaming related, but what was your favorite horror movie of 2014? His was As Above, So Below, or The Purge Anarchy. Um, it was, I guess, was The Conjuring 2014? I saw it in 2013. No, that was 2013. Okay. So I saw it in 2014. I really liked Oculus. That was a surprise. Had no idea that was the kind of film that actually was. It was a big surprise. Um, uh, Babadook was decent. It wasn't scary, really. It was it was a good one, though. Um, As Above, So Below was cheesy. You know, it was a cheesy hand cam film, but it did a pretty decent job with its imagery. I don't know. I can't really pick... I usually have a hard time picking the best of or something like that. But those are some I'm- good highlight ones. I'm looking at a list of like every single horror movie that came out last year, and like I don't think I actually liked any of them, honestly. Have you seen uh, Oculus? I haven't seen Oculus. It's it's on Netflix. It's really surprising. You based on the trailer, it looks like another one of those oh teenagers screaming at each other. Uh, we want to be the next paranormal or saw. No, it's it's actually pretty freaking smart. Oh wait, never mind. Uh, Dead Snow Two came out this year. That's my pick. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> It's it's wonderful. It's like if you like Evil Dead, go watch Dead Snow and Dead Snow too because they're both they're both hilarious. Nice. So yeah, it's that's been my pick. Since I saw the first, so I guess probably watch, rewatch it. That's my pick. Dead Snow too. Uh, anyone else? Mm. Anyone? Nope. Good. Horror movies? No. Oh. Mm, no. Well, it's usually a, nothing lately. It's usually a surplus of shitty horror films. This man, just how it is now. But we got some good ones. Uh, next question from Frankie McDonald, who is probably David Lynch based on their questions on the site. Just saying. Thoughts on the Alien Isolation DLC? I haven't I have played no any chance. of them. Me neither. I don't have the season pass. I did somehow get access to the most recent one, even though I have no season pass. It just downloaded for me. No idea what happened. Might because it might be because uh, Dom had sent me the original version, and he probably bought it from the European store. So whatever, they have extra bonuses for some reason. So I have that DLC. Haven't played it yet, but I heard it was actually the best of all the DLC. So I might try it soon. Um, anyone? Nope, uh, I, haven't, I haven't had a chance. Yeah, okay. Uh, I figured, because the DLC is not really story-based, it's just challenges, so it's kind of hard want to get it. Uh, next question, though, from Frankie is, would you like to see Bobby Page as Patient Zero, Jack the Ripper, Phantom of the Opera, or some other Victorian era cat? Who is Bobby Page? I'm on Wikipedia right now. Well, Frankie, are you... You need to know, who are you? I think you're David Lynch. You're scaring me. Bobby Page, from what I understand, is a Brigadier General in the United States Air Force, currently serving as Deputy Chief of Chaplains in the United States Air Force. Or someone... Wait, 
little Bobby Page trailer from the Order 1886. I have no idea what's happening. I'm so confused. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this guy just like just asks questions. <laughs> Frankie, what are you saying? I'm so confused. He just says things. He doesn't understand them. <laughs> what are you doing? That sounds like Frankie, Frank. No, it's not. This Frankie is David Lynchian. That's what all I know. Lynchian. David Lynchian. In terms of weird things, they say. But I appreciate it so much because it makes me go, "What the fuck? What does that mean?" And I need that in my life. And with that, I guess we're at the end of the show. We are. We did it, guys. We did another episode. We didn't talk about the Dead Rising movie. Oh, right. Oh yeah. That's the thing that happened. Oh, we're supposed to. Yeah, that's supposed to be a subject we jumped to before the uh, questions. Do you have anything you want to say about it, really quickly? It doesn't look great. <laughs> nope. But it's... I love Rob Riggle as Frank West. No, it's it's like, like, Lord. He was he was only in the trailer for like six seconds. Though. I know, I know. Maybe they're they're savoring him. They gotta they gotta keep him secret so he actually is in the movie. And he's just like I can easily see him being the character. Like all these people are like, ah, oh zombie, zombie, zombie. He's like, what the fuck? He's just cursing and saying stupid shit the whole time. Yeah, but like in the entire trailer, he was never part of the action. He was just sitting in a newsroom in the Frank West costume talking to a newscaster. And that's what I'm afraid this entire old movie is going to be. They're just going to keep coming back to him like in the freaking Hunger Games. And he's going to be like, oh, you're screwed, man. <laughs> I hope not. I, I want to see him run around and say his iconic line, you know? I'm going wars, blah, blah. I'm going to keep my expectations at, like, rock bottom, just so that if it's good, I'll be pleasantly surprised. If it's bad, I won't be disappointed at all. Yeah, I I don't have much expectations for it. It's, it's a video game film, and it's going straight to, essentially, straight to DVD, the new straight to DVD, straight to video on demand. I don't expect much, but hopefully it's fun. As him in it, which should be entertaining. Just every single time they make a like a movie based on a property and they just make it entirely original characters, I always get worried. Yeah. Because to me, that's they don't they don't have faith in the characters like to portray them. Personally, I thought um, Luke Perry looked like Frank West, but I guess not. They went for him. Yeah. A fat Luke Perry. I can see it. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the show. Uh, let me do my little call off here. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at arsenic13. You could uh, go to the helpdescent.com forum. You could follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And you can follow our Steam curation page on Steam. Just gotta look for the group, Rely on Horror. And it's as simple as that. And uh, go to our Twitch channel and, yeah, go subscribe to that. So whenever we do a stream, you'll get alert. Maybe we'll try to do some streams next weekend. If we actually do, do uh, that game. Uh, and that's it for me. How about you guys? I'm Zach Furness. You can find me at Zach Furness on Twitter. Z-A-C-K-F-U-R-N-I-S-S. That's about it. Alright. Mackenzie? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ScrappyDevil. I may or may not be streaming Dark Seed 2 next weekend. Depends on... You should. Depends on how much spare time I have on Sunday. Alright, Zev? And you can follow me on Twitter for Sake and Wolf Z. I post about games and music and life. So. Yeah. And you can also, and any and all questions based on Windows, Microsoft, Xbox, just direct them to him. He'll help you out. Yep. I can't promise it'll work, but I'll, I'll help. And there you go. Goodbye, everyone.